wait for it. <laughs> Edgy T-Cell episode 15. Everybody, welcome back to whoa! Lost the music entirely there. Oh, I love audio. It's great. Hey, <laughs> right. um, we are back. We have all sorts of stuff. I am Scott, and he is Scott. Also, Scott Duarte here. Scott Chanel there. Welcome back, everybody, for our 15th. Is it 15 already? It's 15 already. This one's 15. Wow. Yeah, we have been doing this for way longer than I ever thought we would. So, <laughs> uh, so we uh, are kind of doing something not any different today. Well, kind of halfway different, halfway not different. A little of it, yeah. We uh, we brought someone back into the studio, our Kansai Gaidai uh, language studio here, <laughs> inside classroom number 1329. Yep, yep. And we uh, brought in... We've increased the power of Scott. <laughs> Scott to the third. To the Scott third. cubed. Yep. Yep. So Professor Scott Partridge uh, will be talking today about Moodle and the administration side of it. Yep. What is it and where is it at and why why is it and all that good why stuff. Why use but it? But before that, uh, another plea out to everybody to sign up for sign up at education.org. Uh, check out the forums. Check out uh, the stuff. Post uh, news. Whatever you want to do. Uh, but come in, check it out, take a look around, enjoy. Uh, my name is Scott. He is Scott. My email is scott at e-d-g-y-c-a-t-i-o-n dot org. And mine is Scott Duarte, S-C-O-T-T-D-U-A-R-T-E, all one word, lowercase, at education dot org. Cool. So uh, right now, one of the most popular topics in education, in TESOL in general, is call. In tech. In tech, yep, is uh, is call and uh, trying to get computers in the classroom, and so we have uh, tapped Mr. Partridge here to come in and uh, Professor Partridge, Professor please, Partridge, sorry, whichever, uh, to come in and uh, talk to us a little bit about what he's doing. So, who are you and what are you doing? Uh, hello, everyone. Uh, I'm Scott Partridge, as they already said. The power of three. Um, I, another instructor at uh, Kansai Gaidai. How much information do we need? Uh, uh, master's schooling, where uh, you worked you previously. Come from? Have you been in just Japan and been in other places? Where, where? Well, that's a lot. Okay. Uh, I got my MA in, um, from University of Arizona in 2001. I've been in Japan since then, uh, teaching at a couple of different schools. Uh, that's about it. I don't really want to say much more. I don't want you guys to know where I'm at. <laughs> this is your second stint in Japan. Yeah. Yes. I was here once before back in uh, early, I don't know. Early 2000? <laughs> the early 70s. Yeah, seems like a long time ago. It's been a long day, folks. <laughs> it's Thursday. That's the way we do it. That's the way we roll here. Exactly. All right. So uh, you are doing Moodle. That's right. In a great and beneficent fashion for <laughs> other people who are sponging off of your expertise. So first, what is Moodle? Yeah, uh, Moodle is a, a, a course management system. It's an online course management system. Um, it combines a lot of different features to uh, make it easier to run a class for an instructor. Um, it 
harvests uh, sites off the web, um, sets them up in a way that's easy for students to access, and um, uh, adds a lot of other fun little features. Uh, Such as? Like a forum uh, for communication. They just added blogs recently. Um, it combines a lot of the, the whistles and bells, the things that people use online already, and puts them all in one place. That's cool. Now, um, do you... Uh, <clears throat> do you have to rent server space for it? How, what, uh, I mean, is it a, Does the software local? cost? Do, is yeah. it viable uh, software? What is it? Well, the easiest thing about Moodle and what makes it really uh, nice is it's open source, and that means it's free. Um, it's been designed by people who are using it, and um, it's kind of a, it's the low-cost version of, of getting something like WebCT or Blackboard or, or any of these uh, systems um, that people use around the nation the world world yeah. <laughs> um, it does cost a little bit of money uh, well you need server space to use it and server space can be given by your uh, university or somebody else or you have to go out and buy it and yeah. that's what we did here yeah okay um, do you mind if I ask who you went through uh, Blue, <laughs> blue host. Thank you, blue host. <laughs> it's been a while since I've looked they've at this. Memorable. Uh, <laughs> they've been memorable. So, They're helpful. So you don't actually have much contact with them. You just basically threw it up on that server and away it went. Pretty much. Um, yeah, I used it uh, from a recommendation of Scott me. Chanel, I think, yeah. actually. Uh, I chose blue host. And um, yeah, they, they had some bugs at the start when I first signed up, but they've changed a few things. Okay. Um, and um, their support is adequate. Adequate, good. So, so when you rented server space, they had Moodle as one of the types of web pages you could throw up. Or yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, they did. They had this uh, fun little program called Fantastico. Um, it allows you to um, add a bunch of different um, packages onto your onto the website. It makes it a lot easier than trying to upload it yourself. Yeah, and trying to do Which was really difficult. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the problem with that is, with Fantastico, is that it doesn't update very often. So you can't do any of the small patches. As like I said, this is um, uh, open source, so it changes on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. As bugs are found, they're fixed. Um, but you, the Fantastico doesn't allow for that. So there's pluses and minuses. I had this up running in about 30 minutes because I used Fantastico. But I can't change it until the next update, which comes out about every year. That's fantastico. It's fantastico. <laughs> and it's not for ordering tickets. <laughs> Other fa that's Fandango. Fandango. Yeah. <laughs> so how many teachers do you have um, mooching off you for your Moodle? Mooch is such an unpolite word. Sucking, sucking, the, the, life, sucking the life from you. I, I was looking at it last night. I think there are um, – it's hard to talk about – Instructors. I've signed up a lot of instructors, um, but there's over two dozen classes that are being, or two dozen courses that are being offered at this moment on on, uh, on the Moodle site. I think there's between 10 and 14 instructors, but some have a course and they're not really using it. But mm -hmm. is it uh, is it? Did, I mean, <clears throat> did did the teachers who signed up or who wanted to to use it? Did they have a lot of experience with it? Was there a lot of uh, uh, learning curve, trying to get them up to the point where they would not come knock on your door every 10 minutes? Hmm. Um, yeah, some people have had different 
levels of, of uh, knowledge and expertise they brought to it. Uh, a few people have used other systems, Blackboard or WebCT, and they seem to take to it a little bit easier, although there were some you know, need for uh, sorting things out. Um, but most people need help with this. They'd rather ask a person than, than check the uh, databases. I mean, Moodle's got a great site at moodle.org, and uh, they have good forum boards where you can find answers to just about anything, but most people don't want to look. Right, right. So, yeah, there were there was a little bit of hand-holding, but, you know, that's to be expected. Yeah. Have you used Blackboard or WebCT or any of the other ones? I don't think so. My school at Arizona had an online system uh, called Polis, and I don't know what the actual system was. It wasn't Blackboard or WebCT, but it was something like that. Um, it allowed for syllabus to be uh, distributed online. You could put documents up. Um, uh, there was a small kind of chat function to it. And having used that in the classroom and outside, um, moving to Japan, where I thought it was going to be technologically advanced, and finding that none of these schools <laughs> actually wrong. have anything, surprise. was a bit of a surprise. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. So it just felt like we've needed it for a long time. At my last school, um, I kept asking for something like this, and, and we developed something. Um, and then at this school, we didn't have anything, really. So. Yeah. Well, we talked about Moodle now in, in an abstract, but we haven't told what you can really do with it. Um, I'm using Moodle. I am mooching off uh, Professor Partridge and uh, using it for three of my classes, but I primarily just use it to put up my week-to-week -week calendar, um, throw up what assignments they'll have to do on it, uh, homeworks, and that's about it. Um, I do use the forums, so when we're in the computer lab, they'll write forums and reply to discussions and things like that about whatever topics we're doing that week or that every other week. Um, but that's about the limit of my Moodle, and I know there's so much more that it offers. So what, what uses are you using it beyond that in your class? Hmm. Uh... Well, first, I think the thing that I started... Closer. Closer. <laughs> okay. The thing I first started using the most when I started Moodle was the forums. Uh, I use them outside of the class um, as a way to carry on discussion. Um, students have a hard time getting together outside of class and in any group, and I always found that's the best way to learn. Um, mm -hmm. That's when you learn the most is when you discuss the topics outside. Um, so I use the forum outside as a, as a tool, uh, study guide. Um, in the class, I think the thing I use the most is the exams, um, and also document. Um, I post documents up and let them drop them. They can they can load them onto their computer or uh, print them out if we're in the computer lab. Is there any limitation to that? Uh, yeah, the size, two megabytes. And I haven't figured out how to change that. I but can make it smaller. <laughs> but I thought there was in the in the settings that you could change that. I can change it to two megabytes. <laughs> That's a max. Out. Or I can drop it to 500. So you said you uh, you had uh, used exams on it. So did is it like uh, I used before? I used another program, <clears throat> actually another service called Kia, yeah. where I could set up the the quizzes and and stuff like that, and had to type everything in and all of that good stuff, and then Kia would randomize it and, and track student scores. Same idea. Same. Um, yeah, just a lot of different types of tests, questions you can do. I mean. A lot of the multiple choice ones, uh, true, false, and uh, closed tests, um, pull down menus where you you know you choose the word. Mm -hmm. um, they have ones where you can just write in the answer. You can 
doing a little coding, not not a lot, but just a little bit, you can uh, teach it to um, grade the things for you, looking for keywords and things like that. Oh, that's cool. It takes a lot of time. It's yeah. cool, but it takes a lot of time. But the good thing is just like Kia, it stores it, and you can use it next year. I mean, yeah. The better thing is is that you can share. Um, if when you make the quiz you or the exam, you, you set it um, as an instructor so other people can access it, uh, you can share quizzes and exams between yourselves. Yeah, that's cool. So I do that a lot with um, a couple of other instructors. Does it, uh, does it do like uh, online essays? Yeah, they just added that feature with 1.6. Um, you can do online essays, and they've always had that. That's the, the other thing I use a lot is the uh, not just posting the assignments they're going to do, but um, the online assignments where they have a, it actually gives them a, a window to type into, and they type into mm -hmm. it and then um, can submit it that way. Um, but so they have something like that for the exams now too. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I also use Moodle, although I'm not sponging. <laughs> yeah, he went out and bought his own. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but what I, what I use most often is the Dropbox yeah. for assignments to come in. Um, Fortunately, I haven't had any problems with it. Have you come across any difficulties? They just, I don't know if you have 1.6 or if you're still using 1.5. I think 1. I'm 5. still using I think I'm up, I think I upgraded it. The thing I like about 6 is that um, the, my biggest problem with Moodle is that it's click intensive. Um, mm -hmm. You have to click everything to open it up and it opens a new window before it opens it up mm -hmm. um, instead of popping a new window open. Uh, so it takes a little bit of time. Um, but they're starting to change that. They changed it with the grading features in 1.6, and I think they've changed it with the Dropbox. You know, you get, you click on the, you know, grades, and mm -hmm. you get all 21 of the documents, and you can start to download them, but each one opens a new, a new page, and then you have to go back. Yeah, it takes yeah, a long that time. Kind of so they've changed that a little bit. Okay, cool. Yeah, make it a little more easy. Give us, um, you were saying that the exams were labor intensive. <laughs> yeah. Give us a horror story, and then give us, uh, why it's worth it. Uh, you, you briefly touched on it, but expand if you can. I challenge you. There is a little bit of code you have to write. Um, I mean, making a true-false test doesn't take very long. It's about the same amount of time as it takes to do uh, a test on, on paper, maybe a little bit longer. Um, but uh, multiple choice or what I use a lot is the the close test or the pull down. It's a pull down menu. You click on it and then the menu comes down. Or students have to type in the right word. Um, using something like that takes a little bit more time because then you have to add code. You have to you know put in different symbols and say this is the right answer. These are the other answers that show up. These are not right. This is right. Is there a help section that tells you the symbols to write? They have a lot of of um, besides going to the web to yeah. Do it. On the on the site, when you start using it, you'll notice a lot of little yellow question marks. If you click on those, a help window pops up. And they're fairly helpful. They give you an example. You can use that as a basis to um, to build the rest. Horror story. Um, four hours to make a 20-hour, or 20, <laughs> four hours to make a 20-question 20, 20 test. Wow. Yeah. Uh, kept messing up the... Um, the code. The code stuff, and it just it just kept coming up wrong. But um, once you get it down, it's nice. You can embed a lot of, this is what's nicer about it than a, a paper test. You can embed pictures, sound, um, video clips under two megabytes. It's <laughs> a pretty big restriction. <laughs> yeah. Um, supposedly, supposedly you can change that in a newer one. Um, I haven't. Yeah, um, actually. But that's, that's each picture under two meg, not yeah. all together. Right. So. right. right. 
every file that you upload can be. Yeah, but get, getting pictures under two megs is not that yeah, big of a it's deal. The audio. Video and audio under two megs that can be an issue. There's a lot of support for this too. So when you go online and look for this, you can find a lot of sites that um, are lower quality that are. Uh, you go to the Moodle pages. They say here, check out these for if you want video clips. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah everything's there, man. Gotta look. I never do. Yeah. <laughs> but you got to. Um, one of the, the nice things, let me just jump in. Yeah, um, it might take you four hours to make this test, but if you have, we, we talked about this in an earlier podcast, if you have uh, the same prep or three classes with the same prep, use the same quiz, and as soon as the students have finished taking it online, boom, it's graded for you, mm -hmm. if I understand it correctly. You do, yeah, that's right. And even better, you can, um, you can export these uh, test um, questions to another to another class next year or anything like that um, on the site or off the site by if you if you back it up you've got all the test questions you can upload it somewhere else mm -hmm. and also um, they, they come with teaching aids and uh, different activities that you can do with the students but it also comes with a grade book mm -hmm. and so those um, Results can go automatically. They go right into the gradebook, right? Mm -hmm. Which I still haven't figured out how to do. And it, like I said, 1.6 and the newer one, it's a lot easier to use. Uh, every time you put in an assignment, though, every time you you light an assignment up, it it goes into the gradebook. Mm -hmm. mm. Well, sure. I saw that. Yeah, it's it. They're all there, but for example, forms, it should automatically if they. There's no grade on the forum unless I thought it was you, a five-point thing. Or you can you can make there's a bunch of different scales you can set up or I can set up as an administrator. Uh, you can um, <laughs> that um, that allow you to do different grades. A five-point grade. There's a hundred-point scale. There's a couple others, but uh, those don't go into the grade book unless you specifically tell them to go in the grade book. Okay. And I just create other I create dummy assignments and those go into the grade book and then I grade those. So because again, there's a little a bit dummy? more. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Third grade humor here. Yeah. <laughs> For our 12 year old audience. Um, <laughs> of two. Yeah. Um, so, are there any other any other pitfalls or reasons to not use it? Well, it's. Other learning to use a new technology, and yeah. that's kind of scary for many people. Um, it just everyone gets comfortable in what they're at and doing. So a lot of people don't want to try it. It's something new. Um, not so much then. Well, not not really worth it if your uh, students don't have much access to a computer. Uh, that would be a problem. Yeah. Have you have you had issues with students being able to get in and and. Stu I mean, any student who, many students complain, oh, I don't have a computer at home, or oh, I don't have access to a computer. And most universities have computer labs. Oh, I have a hard time getting to there on time. Students um, will often give excuses. Mm -hmm. um, most students don't want to do much. And right. Education is one of those few things where you want less for your money. My right. students are fantastical. Well, that's true. I'm sure. <laughs> I've met your students. But um, the thing is, is that any student who, who puts up these, these, um, these problems, you can usually talk them through it. And honestly, I've never had a student who was good in other aspects who couldn't do this. There was no student who said, I can't do this, but was great at everything else and not this. If they aren't able to do the computers, chances are they have some other student issues as well. Not coming to class, forgetting their books, 
uh, falling asleep, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, there, there has been another problem that we've faced. Um, we only have four computer labs here mm -hmm. for access for the 40 teachers. And so... 40, 40 foreign teachers and then foreign, all the others, four, too. Yes, exactly. And so there are always classes going on. And if there's three or more uh, classes um, concurrent. concurrent, that's the word, uh, concurrently using Moodle, then it boxes out some students. It can, yeah. And we're going to have to talk about that. You can't run that class on, uh, on uh, Wednesday, <laughs> fifth grade. It's not going to work. Um, yeah, the, and this is this is my biggest complaint with with uh, Bluehost, I guess, is that uh, they give me a certain number of processes um, every every second or whatever. I don't know how I don't really know how it works very well. We could talk mm -hmm. to John on um, on Skype or something, oh, and maybe yeah, yeah. he can explain it. But you get like 10% uh, of the of the bandwidth you're supposed you're allowed allotted you get for processes during this during a certain amount of time. Mm -hmm. I think I get like 70 processes. And if I have two classes, that's 24 students. And if they try to access it more than once, you know, in a minute, you're double it. And, and if you've got three classes going on, now we have 75 students. We're at the maximum of processes that they allow me. And I can't buy more. So. Well, the um, easy solution is just wait five minutes, tell your students to wait five minutes, and then log on. Now, the problem is, is that if you, yes, and that's true, um, it's good if you can stagger it somewhat. What can happen is it can lock the system, and then the whole thing shuts, not shuts down or crashes, but it just says stop. They, they, it gets worried about the, the amount of server space that we're taking up, and you can get locked out for 10, 15 minutes. Mm. And that's not fun, especially yeah, when you give it a test. If, yeah, and, we, and that's a little frustrating because you're paying for the server space, but if you had the, your own space at your university or school, um, probably less of an issue. Yeah, it would be. But if wishes were fishes. If you have your own server space at your school, is Fantastico a free service? No. Uh, Fantastico is something that the people who are setting up the server itself have to add. Yeah. And I think they have to pay. And if they I'm didn't, sure. it's okay. You can figure it out. I mean, yeah. it's not it's not going to be too terribly much. The the the, our, the other largest problem with Moodle is um, getting students enrolled. We tried a couple of different <laughs> ways, enjoy. and um, there are there's an easy the easiest way is to have give someone a database and just say here's the name of the student here's their email and here's their password and sign them up and put them in the right class, but we don't have helpers, data Slaves. entry clerks like yeah. that. Oh yeah, well we could we I guess we could hire students. I mean no, <laughs> <laughs> no we don't have that and. Um, uh, especially when you're doing this in a se in a second or third language, there's most in second. Second for them. Yeah, uh, it makes it more difficult for them. Now, um, Moodle is available to be localized. Mm. Uh, do you so that when the students log in or when the people log mean? into it? Well, I'm getting there. Okay. Um, when they log in, they can have the base language of the system change. They could. Um, what do you do? Do you lock them out yeah. of that um, or? Or tell them, encourage them to stay, keep it in English, or we have. Well, when you're creating a class, the the instructor who's creating it has that choice. Okay. To force it. To yeah. force it. Force some English. Language. Yeah. And that's what I do. You do. Oh yeah. I have almost 700 students signed up for Moodle. Um, like I said, two dozen classes. I don't think 
I, I could be wrong. I don't think most people know about the force. Um, they, a couple of them asked me about the force. <laughs> Forcing the language. Do that they is. use the force? Oh, no force yeah, you guys are nerds one. like me. Um, and so are you if you understood that. Uh, <laughs> I've never used, I've never forced the language, um, and I've never had a student actually change the language. Um, there was a problem in Blogger because it automatically mm, came up right, in, right. in Japanese, but um, at, on this, nobody's ever. My students aren't curious enough to do that. <laughs> I've told them, play with the system, find out what it can do. And you know, honestly, if they changed it, I probably wouldn't mind too much. But they haven't, and I'm not going to tell them how to. Yeah. Do you allow them to speak Japanese in class? No. So then, why would wouldn't you mind them changing it? I would be thrilled that they actually did something on their own initiative. <laughs> <laughs> wow, look at this button. I can pull it down and change something. <laughs> change. Oh, I'm going to try. Ooh, look, it says grades in Japanese. They wouldn't do that. <laughs> um, have you fooled around with the blogging thing on it at all? The, the new section? It's new. <laughs> and it looks it. Um, oh, really? it's, it looks like... These guys are crapola. <laughs> These guys, the guys who are running this are, are great, and they're obviously very intelligent and um, very focused on these things. But they're they they don't do, do the do they don't do the whistles and bells yet. Um, uh, it, they don't have the, they're they're nerd, more nerdly than us, perhaps. Um, they aren't very worried about what it looks like. They're worried about functionality, and it uh, works. Um, it'll be for someone else, some designer, to come in and, and change it and make it look pretty. Um, it doesn't look that I pretty like right pretty now. I like things. And so do the students. Um, I could see the one of the reasons students like blogs in general is because they can personalize and make them look uh, sexy in, in this. You can't really do that so much with the blogs that they, as they have in here. Mm -hmm. um, it looks a lot like a forum. It looks a lot like a forum. <laughs> Sorry, I don't um, it looks well, it looks mostly that was what that was what I'd heard about yeah. it. And forums are not uh, sexy. Well, yeah, it looks like a forum with the exception that they can't reply to the disc to the person's blog. Yeah, I don't think you can right now. Um, honestly, I think it's just easier to set up. Well, there is on the on the on the blog or on the Moodle site itself, um, and of course nobody's used that either. But there's an open forum for for students to use. They wanted to you know oh. create a conversation. Have your students ever used it? I think um, six people have used it total. And half of those it's were not Adam. Bad out of 700. <laughs> yeah. And half of those were Adam. <laughs> so. Oh, that's cool. But uh, that that brings up a whole another issue of blogs first forum, which uh, Scott did give a presentation about. <laughs> yeah, I did. What do you think about blogs in uh, in the English language classroom? It depends on how you use them. Like any technology, I guess. I, I personally, I think that you can do a lot greater amount of, of, of uh, teaching with a forum because, like I said, I think a forum is something that's used outside of class. Um, a blog doesn't have the... F and those gladiator outfits look sexy. That's right. The um, Actually, the people in the forums usually have togas, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, yeah. the, the blog is, is more of a soapbox, and it's more of an individual talking, um, and it's a, it's a digital diary. Um, you can do it outside of class, and I did it last year, and it was functional, and students liked it, but it doesn't cause conversation. It, it's personal writing, and that's interesting to unto itself, but most people don't visit them. There's not a lot of communication, and I think that um, the technology of computers should be used for communication. You want a diary? There's no point. Use a book. It's much better. 
it's easier, it's it's safer, it's less costly. Mm-hmm. You know, it's less cumbersome, and the students will do it more. Cool. But that's just me. <laughs> and uh, I think I think that that hits a lot of it. And I think uh, when I, I had used blogs a couple of years ago, we all did. And it was well, it was. It was I never did. I was more concerned, I wasn't concerned so much about even communication, but getting them into the habit of writing yeah. um, more than anything else. And I think for for that particular purpose at that time, it was fine. Um, but I wasn't restricting it to academic writing. Um, it was even more creative, or, yeah. or but it was ended up being very diary-like, mm-hmm. which was not so exciting. If they gave them more, if if the Moodle blogs had had more functions for um, personality and personalizing mm-hmm. it, so that you would click on it and go to a blog page, mm-hmm. uh, where students could do a little bit of their own stuff, that would be more interesting. And that's what my thing has been: uh, forum for the class or outside of the class for actual studying, and blog for personal writing. But it always becomes a question of, well, why don't you just do a diary or or some kind of book right. or a journal? Um, I did like the blogs because it got them practice with typing, yep. and you couldn't fake it. You know, you can yeah, do yeah, a, di- yeah. a diary or journal outside of class in five minutes. You right. can't really do that with a with a typed document. Yeah. Um, there's a date on it. There's, there's a time. There's a date, and there's the publishing factor that no one will probably read it, but the pop- possibility is there for someone around the world to to view their writings, and so they supposedly take more care. Yeah, I had a couple students say that, you know, they were getting comments from people from stalkers all over the world. Well, that's what I was a little concerned about. Well, I actually had a couple students complain about that, worried that other people were going to read what they wrote, and they didn't want people to read what they wrote. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do, you know? Uh, Tell them to get over it. What I did is I I just, yeah, (laughs) here's a book. (laughs) Um, What I told them was don't, you know, you're not allowed to put yourself, your your cell phone or your home phone or your address or don't even, I don't really even want you to use your real name. You can talk about your life if you don't want to talk about stuff that people, Mm -hmm. if you don't want other people to read it, don't put it there. Mm -hmm. And for the most part, my kids got it. Yeah, they seem to get that. It's just, it was another, I don't want to use it. There's there's a... Yeah, yeah. Icky factor? Well, people just, some people, many people, many students don't want to use new technology. They don't want to learn new things, necessarily. Um, It's a hassle. Can I use my K-Tie? No. Nope. Which means cell phone. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's another thing. have you been able to have students sign up using an email address from the KTA? No. Uh, well, some of mine did, I think. You can confirm it. Um, oh, you can? Yeah, I can confirm it and such. And I think you can, and they're working, which I think is a big mistake. Uh, a lot of the Moodle designers work in, uh, in Japan. They're from Sapporo um, and other places. Um, and they're working to make it more accessible by KTA. Uh, by cell phone. So, KTA, cell phone. Same thing. Yeah, that'll it. be interesting. I don't know if I. Like that? No, I don't want them using. Them. Separate yeah. those things. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, final thoughts on Moodle, and, and administri- uh, from, from administering Moodle from an administrator's point yes. of view. Yes. Um, the I haven't had to do a lot of administrating. It, it there was a there were a couple mistakes and problems, but they turned out to not be us. They were the um, system. They've changed that, and we haven't had the crashes like we did before. Um, the people who are using it intensively uh, talk before they use it in their class, and so they stagger the times. Um, the crashes usually happen when Adam and I were doing the exams at the same time. Damn that, Adam. Well, and you're at the same uh, hour now there, guy. Bless me. <laughs> so um, be, be aware. Um, the forums on Moodle are helpful and great, and they, um, they, they'll get you through. 
Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for coming today. We appreciate your time. Professor and, uh, Scott Partridge. Thank you. So once again, uh, if you want to get a hold of Scott, uh, you can email us, and we will pass that information along to him. Excellent. And uh, My you can also you can also uh, come and hit the forums at education.org and uh, leave him a message there, and we'll force him with po pointy sticks to go answer. So uh, come in, check it out. Um, anything you got? Uh, thank to thanks to Mark Blasco for uh, the theme song at uh, www.podcastthemes.com so thanks to him and uh, we'll see you next week yeah peace have a good one